This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. Welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beer segment on the Paddle and Fin Network. It's your host, Armando Solá. And on this segment, we kick back with a special guest and talk about life, kayak fishing, and the pursuit of big bass. So get your cold brews on and enjoy the show. Welcome once again to the Bass Kayak and Beer segment on the Paddle and Fin Network presented by Douglas Rods. Go to douglasoutdoors.com to check out the full lineup of LRS Rod, Amex, X-Matrix Rods, and the award-winning Fly Fishing Rod. I always have a problem saying X-Matrix. I don't know why. But anyways, go check them out, douglasoutdoors.com. Great rods. So today I have a special guest as always, and I'm pretty excited about my guest today. His name is Josh Sharp. And he just comes fresh from winning the Bass Nation in Tennessee. But Josh, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Pretty good, man. Super stoked to have you on the show. Thank you for, you know, joining us and talking a little bit of kayak fishing and all that. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, it was good. Uh, I've actually got a tournament coming up this weekend for one of our local clubs. So did a little pre-fishing this week with a buddy. So uh, looking looking forward to the weekend Saturday to do a little bit of little bit more tournament fishing this one's gonna be uh be a challenge so <laughs> so how did it feel to win the uh bass nation tennessee uh it was amazing yeah I, I knew we were gonna catch fish i knew we would do all right we, we did a little bit of pre-fishing and found them but somehow i just happened to manage to find like two good kickers two good quality fish and uh that, that's kind of when i knew that like i was gonna do good and uh yeah ended up winning it man it was like amazing feeling plus i got a pretty good little paycheck out of it too you know a lot more than i'm oh, used yeah. to little club events so yeah that was amazing right there kind of helps out 
you know, the tension with the wife when, you know, you at least bring in some money in it. It's yeah, not just all, yeah. <laughs> you're not bleeding out your savings account with all the tackle and kayak. You don't want to tell her on the phone. You just wake and you get home and you're just like, look at this. And you're like, what? You're like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> Awesome, man. So, Josh, before we get into how you won the tournament and all the techniques and going through everything on game day there, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Well, um, I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee here. Um, amazing place for fishing. We're absolutely surrounded by lakes and rivers and stuff. And uh, that, that's one, you know, first getting into fishing, it was the river. You know, I stayed on that river, lots of good smallmouth fishing. And uh, but uh what, what got me kind of into fishing is like when my mom passed away there and uh, it was just a kind of a way to escape that, you know, I've got kids and stuff at home, but being able to get on that river and just fish and, and learning new things and uh, just kind of helped me escape, you know, that, that little bit of, you know, deal I was going there for a while. That's really kind of what got me into to kayak fishing and just getting out there and kind of, you know, escaping from all that. So. Did it, um, did this win on the Bass Nation Tennessee somehow, you know, makes you feel closer to your mom? Was there any emotional ties between you, you know, winning the Bass Nation Tennessee well, it, to, it, you know? It, it's one of those things you wish you could call her and tell her because yeah. you call your friends and, you know, you tell your wife. And like after my grandparents and stuff, I called them and told them they were pretty excited about it. So, yeah, that, it, it, it just kind of – it's – kind of lame you can't call her and let her know because it would be one of those things you know you'd call somebody like that your mom and tell them everything that happened so yeah and that was just one thing kind of that wasn't as fun about the tournament other than i mean other than that it was amazing but it was one thing i wanted to do was go to like call her and say hey I, you know i won this big event so it was pretty cool yeah i can see how that could be like an emotional moment right there when you win that and then you kind of go back to one of the, the roots where you got into kayak fishing. Yeah. So how long ago did you get into kayak bass fishing? Uh, it's probably been about two years now. I think 20, 2020, like the early beginning of the year is when I very first started like competing in the tournaments and stuff. So 21 right now will be like starting my second year competing. I started fishing a, really? our, our tin cat, which is one of our local trails. I had a buddy, uh, message me because I was already doing little YouTube videos and things like that, fishing out of our jet boat. We did a few jet boat tournaments and uh, I had a buddy who was like, man, you know, you're doing pretty good on that river. You know, you ought to sign up for these online tournaments, these monthly onlines. And I uh, did a little research into it, looking into it and uh, signed up for one one day and it ran for the month. So you can like go out and fish whenever you want to and end up winning like, I think like five of those in a row. And uh, really? Oh. Yeah, and then finally signed up for one of our meetups and then won our first meetup tournament. And, um, yeah, like I said, that it just went from there. So I've, I've fished a lot of local. I haven't did anything, like, really on the national level yet. So the, t the Tennessee Bass Nation is my biggest event. But uh, I did qualify for the Tennessee Bass Nation ch uh, State Championship on Lake Chickamauga. I qualified nice. for that. And then I fished the state championship uh for uh i guess it was the bat i guess it's through bass nation the state the tennessee bass state uh championship and that qualified for me the championship in texas the bass nation. oh yeah the texas. classic oh, i don't yeah. know if they call it the, yeah, yeah i think it's a bass it's classic. Classic. Yeah. so i've qualified myself for some pretty big tournaments you know just starting out in 2020 so 
So did you start it when you say you started like in 2020 kayak fishing? Were you bass fishing before that? Did you did you come from this long line of you know bass fishing uh no. experience throughout the years? Mm -mm. Never I did a little bit of fishing like like a, out of a pond. My we, my grandparents on 40 acres and we had a little pond. It's about maybe a half an acre big and a lot of bluegill. We had catfish in it and some largemouth bass and uh yeah, just as a kid, my granddad would, we have fishing rods, he'd give us a fishing rod, we'd have bobbers and worms, and then I, I remember having some like little topwater poppers and stuff like that, that I would, I never had anybody teach me, I don't even think he ever taught me, you know, like here, I got these little lures, and I just kind of figured out how to do them myself, but I remember catching bass on topwater and stuff, and then after, I mean, that was probably, I was probably six years old, and then after that, I mean, I never fished, I don't think again, maybe a little bit of catfishing until, you know, like literally about two years ago. Wow, I, that's that, that's I, pretty. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I interrupted yeah, there. I got into like the kayaks and stuff is when I you know started fishing again. I just had a little sit-in ten foot kayak, and it was like plastic sea, you know, not stable. Had a little uh, milk crate on the back of it. Probably, I guess I watched a few YouTube videos or something, and uh, and then that's kind of how it transformed into what it is now. So, <laughs> wow, that's. Um, let me tell you something. That's pretty impressive, especially when you were talking about Tennessee, which has a long history of bass fishermen. Yeah, it's not like you know other areas where bass fishing is just kind of like not in the infancies, but not that long tradition of bass fishing that there is in the South. And yeah. the Tennessee is definitely one of the premier bass fishing destinations in the U.S. So for you to, on this small sample size, be able to go up against some of the best in Tennessee, I mean that's that's pretty impressive. Do you, do yeah. you see it that way, or how do you feel about that win? Was it something that you thought, okay, I'm definitely going to win? Were you confident, or was there something just like, eh, we'll see what happens? Well, I wouldn't say I thought I was exactly going to win it, but we did find fish pre-fishing. Uh, we went out there and pre-fished and found some fish. Nothing of, like, size. I think my biggest one was probably 14 or 15 inches. And uh, going into tournament day, we knew where to go. We knew what we were going to do. We had, like, almost a two-mile paddle back and I'm fishing out of a bona fide, so I'm actually paddling, you know, against the wind. You know, you've got guys in Hobies and stuff like that. And uh took us 45 minutes, I think it was, around there to paddle back to where we started. And, uh, yeah, just I, I knew what I was going to throw. You know, I was throwing like a Fritz-sided crankbait, and then I was throwing a little Kitek, and I stuck with those two baits all day long. And uh, the plan was to go to the very back of this cove where they had bait fish, like, pushed back up in there. And when we came back the very next week for the actual tournament, the water had dropped, you know, probably four or five feet. And I've seen that on my graph. Like this water's way low, made some casts, nothing. So I worked my way back out towards the, like stayed in the same cove. It was like two miles long, like this big, long, like cove. And I was fishing some rock bluff there that was about anywhere between like 12 and 20 foot deep. And I ended up working my way back out to like the deeper section headed towards the main channel. And I literally worked like a probably a 200 yard stretch back and forth all day long, just switching up between that Fritz side and that uh, Kitek and end up get, getting two nice kickers, you know, a 19 and a quarter or 19 and a half inch large mouth and then a 19 and a, a 0.75 smallie. So, nice. How, what was your total bag? 86 inches. 86 inches. It's not uh, bad at all. Yeah. It wasn't, cool. wasn't, wasn't horrible. No, not at all. What was the second place at? um 78 oh wow 
78.5, yeah. And I didn't realize that before I caught that last smallmouth, that 19.75-inch smallmouth, I had 79 inches. So without that smallmouth, I think I still would have pulled off the win even at, without that big smallie. So the crazy thing is, is I hooked into that a big fish and I, I lost it. And oh. yeah, I, I lost a big fish. And at this time, I don't, you know, I know there's some good anglers in this tournament, you know, and uh, I was nervous. I was like, oh man, I know we're doing pretty good. I hooked into a big fish right at the end of the day and lost it. Fished for about another 10 minutes and ran into another angler. And I was telling him about, I was like, man, I just lost a really nice fish, possibly the winning fish. He got about 20 yards down past me, made a cast back into that same exact spot with the Kitek, felt a little boop, set the hook, and then it was that 19.75 inch smiley. So I think it might have been the same small mouth. So possibly, I'll never know, but I think it was. Yeah, it's hard to tell, but still, well, you got what you needed. Yeah, essentially. Yep. Man, so how did it feel to, you know, get that win? You know, once you look, when you look back at it now and you realize, man, I, you know, I'm going against some hammers that have been doing this for years and yeah. you just basically started. How does it feel for you? It felt amazing. It felt like I finally, like the working hard kind of like paid off there with a win like that. And I know it's it, the, the, the kayak, you know, world is much bigger than that little TN Bass Nation event. But for me, that was a that was a very big win. I mean, you got like Russ Snyder's and those guys that are like amazing. Actually, Russ Snyder's is from Tennessee and he fished one of the onlines. I came as I caught a nine pound largemouth, 24 points, pretty much 25 inches, and still took second place behind Russ Snyder's. He had like 107 inches behind yeah. him. He's one of the I mean he's probably the arguably the best angler you know, in the country from a kayak. So, but he, he's from Tennessee too. So luckily he didn't show up for that tournament, but I know <laughs> there was a guy too from Kentucky too that came over and fished that event. Uh, I think his name was Jay Waller. He might've been on one of y'all's podcasts the other day. And, uh, and he, he, he's had a lot of experience too. So it, it was a good win. It felt amazing. Uh, yeah. Really good. <laughs> Yeah, because that's the thing about Tennessee. You're like in the heartland. So you get not just the Tennessee anglers. You get people from everywhere coming in that are close by, like great bass um, states, you know, Alabama, Kentucky. There's so many out there that are so close to where you are that they'll eventually come to those bass, especially because it's Bass Nation. Yeah, it's so we just had that big that Hobie BOS event here too about a month ago. It was like $30,000 for first place. I forget what it was. It was like the Tournament of Champions, I believe, the OBBOS. Yeah. That, that was right here on the rivers we fish all the time. So that was, I mean, there's some, yeah, there's definitely some really good fishermen here in Tennessee. A lot of local guys that are amazing. So I think it's so, better fishing against those guys, you know, these local guys. That's made me better having to compete against them. So yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Do you feel like you had any like, home court advantage not really well i can't you can't really say home court advantage because you got a lot of people from tennessee also fishing as well but was it do you credit your win maybe in part to because where you fish you're very familiar with or this is a place you don't fish that often yeah that's funny because we we actually always talk about hating this lake i've probably been on the on cherokee which is about a 35 minute drive from the house but uh i've probably been on that lake seven times and i think i've probably had two good days on it and that just happened to be one of those good days i don't even know how it happened I, like i said it was so unexpected i think that's what made the wind feel so much better was the fact that like we've had many conversations me and my cousin fished together all the time and we were like 
I'm not going back to that lake no more. After we go up there and try to fish it, I'm like, I'm not going back there no more. Skunking, not catching no fish. And then go out there in a, in a tournament with – I fished two tournaments at the same time that day. I fished a, uh, the bass, the Tennessee Bass Nation, and then there was a smaller local co- uh, club, NETKA, the uh, Northeast Tennessee Kayak Anglers. So I signed up for both of those at the same time. And uh, I, I don't know. It's just It just blew my mind that I actually won it on a lake that I've always kind of struggled on. To, that like, like I said, seven or eight times I've been up there. So it made it feel that much better. <laughs> So was the the other the smaller club uh, tournament that was that was live too, or is it one of those things where you can pick where you want to f- fish? It? No, it was live too. Yeah, they did it at the same time. It was like a joint. Right. They did it so the guys in their club could fish the the Tennessee Bass Nation event at the same time. And I ended up winning yeah, both. Sure. If you won the Bass Nation, you were going to win the smaller club too. So won both of those and got big fish for both. So it, it, like I said, I came home with the most I've ever won from a kayak tournament on those little both those little tournaments there. So that's awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you. I like, I liked your story more than anything, because I think for a lot of people that are just getting into kayak fishing, it's kind of be a motivational factor. I mean, to me, it takes so long to kind of like get good at kayak fishing for bass, especially when you're talking about tournament you know, and going really out there to Bass Nation event and winning it, mm-hmm. where you just have, what, uh, two years or maybe less of experience? That, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, probably just barely over a full year of actual competing experience, you know. So, but I, like Not- I said, I'd, I'd fished a little bit before that, you know, that like that year before. So that's why I say two years that I actually didn't compete at all. Just fished from the kayak. And we literally, like I, like I said, I film YouTube videos and go out and just have fun and just film every little video. And I like, when I go back and watch those, I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like I've learned so much and did not know what I was doing back then at all. Everything was like a Texas rig. That's all I knew. Texas rig. Throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you watch a lot of fluke master. Cause that's how I got it, doing Texas rig. <laughs> Yeah, I watch a little bit of everybody. I, yeah. I like just watching guys like me and other, you know, guys like you that just get on YouTube and just fit, yeah. just normal guys. I, I love watching that type of stuff. What do you credit your success so quick? You know, mastering. I don't know if mastering is a strong word. You know, you know your your craft better than me. But how would you describe your talent as far as kayak fishing? You say you're a master, still a novice. I'd say I'm a, a, a novice at it. I mean, compared to a lot of these guys, I'm a novice, but I'm getting better. I um, I feel weird. I don't know. I always feel weird bringing this up, but I, I used to box. I boxed for like probably 11 years, and you have to work hard boxing. Yeah. You got to work hard, you, dedication. You got to, you know, eat well, train hard, and just keep your mind focused. I think I've brought that over into fishing where I won a tournament. I come, I'm coming off another win from the, the, the TN Bass Nation and the NTK. I just won our local club on, up on a lake, a Chilhowee Lake. And um, I actually submitted my last fish with 56 seconds on the uh, yeah. left before lines out. Like I'm panicking, trying to get this fish submitted. Yeah. And I remember seeing guys leaving the ramp an hour early, just defeated, you know, just gave up. And I didn't. And I think that I bring that from doing, you know, all those years of boxing, you know, digging deep, working hard, you know, sticking it out to the last second. And that's what I did on Chihau. I ended up winning that one. Caught, I literally, I remember looking at my clock, three minutes left. It got me wrapped around a log. I had to pull the log up out of the water with my string, took the fish off, slapped that thing on my board and was like, 
pick, 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 take a mile. <laughs> yeah, and then it was like literally 56 left, uh, 56 seconds left. Uh, and the tournament director was like, man, you submitted that fish with 56 seconds left. And I would not have won the tournament without that fish. So, but that's kind of, I think that's where I've kind of maybe succeeded in doing a little bit better in the tournaments is that just that my mentality yeah. working hard and just till the last second, you don't give up. So. Yeah, I think the mental aspect of it, the mental game is something that's underrated. A lot of people don't realize that it is definitely a factor when it comes to kayak fishing. Kayak fishing and whether it's recreational or competitive, you know, if you kayak bass fishing, the mental aspect really plays a big part. In, in your success or your downfall. Now, granted, there's days that you are going to, no matter how strong mentally and psychologically you are, you're going to get skunk. Yeah. But overall, as far as your growth in the sport and getting better, I think the mental aspect's underrated, you know? Yeah. yeah. What would you credit your, your success to got you where you are now in such a quick fashion? Um, just hard work, staying after it. I fish as every chance I get, I'm out there fishing. Like I've got a lot of buddies that oh, I can't go fishing today or I can't do this. You know, I'll get off work and go fishing or I'll go fishing for a few hours and then go to work. I've just got, I've got a little lawn care business. Uh, so during the summer, you know, I make my own schedule. I can go out and get, and, you know, I can go out and get what I need to get done, done. And then I can go fishing. And then really in the winter time, I don't work that much at all. You can't mow grass, yeah. in you know, in the, in the summer. So I, I do a lot of fishing during the winter. And that's probably helped me out a lot, too, where guys are having to still, you know, they're going to the regular job. I, I fish just a little bit more than I normally do through the wintertime. And I catch a lot of my bigger fish during the wintertime, too. So yeah, I have the same situation, man. It's crazy because when I got into kayak fishing, everybody said, you know, winter, you know, sucks. A lot of my buddies that do fishing, they don't bother going fishing on winter. But I've found more success in winter than i usually do well not necessarily paw spawn or pre-spawn but a lot more success than in summer mainly because it's texas you know this is not upstate new york where summer is nice you know and cool in texas I and mean, i'm sure tennessee is similar to that yeah. it's 100 degree weather yeah we get some cold weather down here though like yeah. last weekend during the uh or the weekend before during the tennessee bass nation i almost went to my truck my feet were so cold. I had on wool socks and I like, I had that thought in my mind, like I'm going to go sit in the truck. And I didn't, I just kept fishing, but it was like a high 37, 36 or 37 degrees this past weekend. But I was, I was bundled up with, you know, toboggans, face gloves and everything. And I was still cold, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I just pushed through it though. I just uh, head down and just cast, 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 cast constantly running that crankbait down through there. Just, just grinding and it paid off. So, what has been the factor that you feel like you've grown the most? Like, is it a specific technique? Is it a mental approach? Is it a product that you bought? What is it? What do you feel is like the one thing that's separating you from where you are now to what you were uh, when you started? Other than the mental aspect of it, I don't. I don't really know. That's hard. That's a kind of a tricky question. I just feel like I've just got better in a hole as an angler. Just being in the tournaments, talking to other anglers, you know, getting into kayak fishing. So I've watched more kayak fishing videos and more 
tournament videos and just learning from that. You know, I, I've gotten better at a little bit more power fishing, cranking and, 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 you know, figuring out when to throw this, you know, when to throw a spinner bait, when to throw a crank bait, you know, where the fish are, you know, during the winter time on the river and stuff like that, you know, just, it's kind of been a little bit of everything that I've learned, not necessarily one thing. I just feel like I've just gotten better at just at fishing, um, especially compared to what I was, I've gotten better. You know, I know there's a lot of really, really good anglers out there. You know, guys, it's got like you were you saying, you know, big backgrounds, you know, as kids fishing with their dad and grandparents and stuff. I didn't have that. But from where I was two years ago, I've definitely gotten a lot better. Just just constantly trying to just absorb everything and learn. So, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's a good mixture of time on the water and using the resources like YouTube and social media to kind of like, you know, put the pieces of the puzzle together. Would you agree? Yes, 100%. Yep. Just trying what to absorb it all and learn. Yeah, just trying to absorb it all and learn is pretty much what I do. So listen to other guys, that I, people that I know that are more experienced, some of the guys that have been fishing the local club, you know, for the last four, five, six years. Just listen to them, you know, just letting them tell me, you know, what, how, what, how they do this, or, you know, just listening to people, you know. What are some of the resources that you go to to learn? You mentioned YouTube. Uh, is there a specific channel that you watch? Is there like a specific program that you subscribe to, like Bass University? What do you get? That where do you feel is you, is you get the most valuable information? Well, going out there myself and yeah. fishing is probably the number one thing. But I would definitely have to say YouTube. I feel like, I mean, have you not ever done anything that you don't really know how to do it? You get on YouTube and type it up. Yeah. I, I built a retaining wall landscaping and like literally YouTube, like some of like videos, how to actually do it. So uh, definitely YouTube. I like watching Greg Blanchard, uh, yeah. Alex Rudd. I like listening to Alex was really smart and, you know, he's a school teacher, so he can really like go into depth and explain things really good. So that helps. And uh You know, just a lot of people like that. I like a little guy named SB Fishing TV. I like watching him. He used to fish a little bunch of little uh, John Boat tournaments and stuff like that. I liked watching him. Christine Fisher, you know, she's yeah. obviously really good at, at kayak fishing and stuff. Just just a little bit of everybody. I don't have like a particular favorite channel. I just I catch myself going through clicking on random people, you know, 300 subscribers or five, you know, people that aren't big giant YouTube channels. You know, I watch a little bit of everybody. So people like myself, you know, smaller channels. That's pretty cool. Christine Fisher. Yeah. Definitely. One of the, my favorite segments that she does is when she does a breakdown of a tournament, mm -hmm. she just competed. I think that's a lot of knowledge right there. And black Blanchard also, I love yeah. what he does on his social media and his YouTube. Yeah. Greg, Greg is probably one of my favorite kayak channels for sure. Now you have your own youtube channel tell us a little bit about that it's bass and beers right yep bass and beer um i well just going from what people's message me or commented like man i really enjoy your channel because it's you're not trying to do anything super fancy you just go out you're yourself you fish that's what we do we just we let the cameras roll the entire time you know i talk to the camera like i'm talking to people watching it but like we just record everything we go out we have fun we're ourselves um It's just fishing. I feel like it's just real fishing. And I feel like people's kind of got got to watch me advance. Like a lot of the people that's been watching it since I first started fishing are a lot of those people are still watching me now after winning tournaments and stuff. And they've kind of watched watch me get better. Kind of a little trial and error thing, you know. 
do things that, uh, you know, some people probably laugh at me like, why is he throwing that for, you know, stuff like that. People's got to kind of watch me just grow as an angler, you know, through the YouTube channel. So. Does the negativity ever get to you? Do you get a lot of like haters and um, negative comments on it? I had a couple of people, like a couple guys that did that for a little while. Like I'd always get two thumbs down on a like videos too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It was like the same guys because I, I ran into some people locally at a pond and stuff. And they was like, man, there's these two guys going around talking about you. You know, they're saying bad things like, oh, that dude. People get mad for some reason when you film. Start, Maybe they were mad because I was filming at their, their little their little honey hoe at this little pond or something they fish all the time. But they were definitely saying bad things. And I, and I put two and two together. <laughs> there's always two dislikes, just two of them every time. But I guess I've gotten a little better now and – won some tournaments and just it's kind of turned into a little more than what I thought it would. I mean, it's not a big, my channel is not a big channel, but it has turned into more than what I thought it would be. And I, there's really not many people that really dislike. I try to be nice and just a humble person and try to be friends with everybody. You know, I want to yeah. learn. Can I, can I learn from you? Can maybe the little bit that I know, can you learn from me? Let's, we're all having fun fishing, you know? So. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Just being able to have your own YouTube channel and kind of share it with other people. And I know there is always some, you know, negativity out there and some people that want to make their two cents and, and critique. And I guess that's fine. Some of it is, you know, it's okay if, if you if you want to, you know, get better. But then again, some of it just kind of turns into hatred and yeah, I think no you can go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> no matter what you do, you're going to have those people. No matter. Oh, yeah. I I don't think there's a single successful person that or at anything that hasn't had those people that hate on them. They just don't want to. Some people just don't can't stand it, you know. So whatever. <laughs> I always have the mentality. Listen, I don't on my YouTube channel. Like I only had my past podcast, and I've gone back and forth. I want to record and put stuff out in my YouTube channel. The one thing that I always go back to is like, listen, if I ever get haters, I mean, that means they're watching. Mm -hmm. Like when you look at it. Like, nobody hates the Cleveland Browns. No offense to anybody that's in, from Cleveland or Browns fans that are listening. But nobody hates the Cleveland Browns because they haven't won anything. Now, everybody hates the Patriots. Everybody that's not from New England hates the yeah. Patriots because they, they well, used to be. Or they hate Tom Brady because he wins a lot. So oh, yeah. the more haters you get, to me, is like, hey, that's proof that you're making it out there. That's the way I see it. I mean, that's what I told my cousin. I was like, they're still watching it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they hate just because you're being successful, you're doing something right. So that's the way I see it. Luckily, but, you know. it's on the good side of things, especially these days. You know, I have a lot more people that it's usually good comments, not nothing really bad. So that's good, man. Hope you keep uh, growing that channel, man. And look forward to seeing more videos on it. Hopefully so, man. I'm just going to keep doing it. Like like I said earlier, like we're, we're going to do it, whether it grows, whether it don't, we enjoy it. We're having fun and it may not, you know, you've got some of these channels that are like so fancy. I've got, I've got a nice camera and some nice little gear. We go out, but it's, it's real. You know, it's us right there. You get to see us just fishing, talking, being ourselves, nothing crazy fancy. And uh, if it grows, it grows and hopefully it does grow, but we're just going to keep doing our thing, having fun, keep putting them out. And we can always go back 10 years. Like we actually, before I got on here, we sat at my cousin for an hour watching all of our old videos from like a year ago. And we were sitting here cracking up watching those things. So we'll always have that, you know, to go back and watch these things. And create memories.
exactly. Yeah, it's got to, sometimes it's intimidating when you start looking at other videos that have this very uh, organized, very like professional camera work and professional editing. And yeah, I get it. It's like it's kind of intimidating when you look at that. It's like, man, that takes a lot of money yeah. to make something like that. But when you're true to yourself and you're doing it because you love it and you just you're doing it because you want to share it, not necessarily because you want to be famous. You just want to share your passion. Then I think that comes out. Your personality is going to come out and people are going to enjoy. It. There's people they're not going to enjoy. And that's fine. It may not be this big production that's going to get millions of followers, but it'll still be a few thousand people that are going to enjoy it at least. I believe people pick up on that when you're having yeah. fun. They pick up on that. So. It's pretty yeah. cool, man. So what was it going back full circle to you winning the tournament? What was the, you kind of mentioned the crankbait, but really what was the bait that stood out for you that you think you credited this win more than anything? <clears throat> the Kitek, for sure. That that got more bites. Uh, we At the very end of the day during practice, we call maybe three, like three in a row, back to back to back. I called on that little Kitek. And uh, so going into the tournament, I knew I was going to throw that little Kitek and I was going to throw that Fritz side of crankbait. And uh, I started out with the crankbait early because I knew I could cover water with it. I could throw it down those rocks, make long parallel casts and just burn that thing back and just cast it, cast it. Caught a few little ones and then I ended up catching like a 19 and a half inch largemouth on the on the Fritz side. And uh, <clears throat> what I was doing was is like I would be in anywhere between like seven and 12 foot of water down these rocks and that's where I would throw the Fritz side of crankbait in that little bit shallower water. And then at the end of those rocks, it would drop off to about 20 and it would be, it would be 20 foot deep for about 20 or 30 yards. And then that's where I would throw the Kitek because it would get down there just a little bit, a little bit slower and a little bit deeper. So when I got in that deeper water is when I'd throw that Kitek almost like tight line and I'd throw it out you know, as far as I could, and I'd let it sink, and I'd just kind of lift the tip of my rod and just let it fall back towards me, and I'd feel those fish, like, every time, just pop it, boop. And uh, and then as we, you know, I'd get back to shallower water, then I'd pick up the crankbait, just crank it down through there, and I'd catch a couple of fish like that. So all day I worked this little two-mile stretch back and forth on, on these rocks, you know, like I said, from 7 to 12 foot deep, and then it would drop down to, like, 20 for a little while, and I'd, I'd switch in between those two baits. But – uh the most fish came off that Kitek, though. Yeah, there's just something about it. They love that little thing. How much fish did you catch in total? I know the limit was five, right? But how many did you catch total? I mean, I probably caught about, I think it was around like 14. That's, wow, that's 14. pretty cool. It, it wasn't like a crazy day, you, you know, 30 or something, but it, it was a good, it was definitely, it was even better than practice. And the fact that I caught those two nice ones, the two kickers there was pretty amazing. You know, those two over 19 inches, so. Cool, man. Congratulations on that big win, man. You earned it. Yep. So what are you looking forward to for the next two events, the state championship in Tennessee and the Bassmaster Classic in, in Louisville Lake, Texas? Um, well, right now I'm focused on our little local trail, the 10 cat deal. Um, a lot of these guys are, are gunning for that angler of the year, the AOI for that. You know, we give away some cool prizes and stuff for angler of the year and cool trophies. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely gunning for that, and I've already got a win, so I've got 100 points on that. So I've got four more events, you know, I need to do good on for the rest of the year. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the Tennessee Bass Nation Championship on uh, Chickamauga. Uh, you know, me and, let's see, two, maybe three of my buddies qualified for that. 
tournament. So we're all going to go down there and stay in a little hotel. It's not far from our house. It's about an hour and a half or so away. It's not bad at all. Yeah, but to kind of prevent from having to wake up at like three in the morning and driving down there, we just go down there and stay in a hotel, you know, the night before, sit around the room, you know, two, we rather, you know, rent like two or three rooms. We'll all hang out in one room and just tie on tackle and hang out, talk fishing and stuff. And then we can just get up and be close to the, you know, where we're fishing all like that. So I'm looking forward to that because it's just fun hanging out with the guys going in there fishing and it's pretty close. Now, Texas, that's, that's, I've never went that far you know, for a tournament or anything like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nervous about it. I don't know really where to go, where to stay, but I was actually just thinking about maybe renting that time of the year. I was thinking about just renting like a little campsite, you know, maybe with like a little outdoor bathroom and a shower or something, just going down there in the truck, maybe taking a tent and some, you know, food and stuff. And just like maybe staying at like a little campsite that's got like power or something where I could charge my phone charge my cameras, but be able to take a shower and have a restroom and stuff there that, uh, too. I think maybe that might be the cheapest way for me to do something like that, you know, head oh, yeah, down. So definitely the cheapest way. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think Louis Lake Louisville is 30 minutes from where I live right now. And, uh, I usually go there for hybrid fishing. I've never mm-hmm. gone for bass fishing. Um, but I think there's, a, there's a campsite, um, somewhere it's in the middle of the, of the kind of north of the the metroplex between you know Fort Worth and Dallas, so it's it's a city lake. Yeah, if that means anything. So, congrats yeah. on that, man. It's gonna be hopefully, awesome. Go ahead. Hopefully, there's a campsite there because that may be what I do. Because I, I I know through the state championship, ten of us qualified for that year. But I know a lot of those guys they've been fishing these tournaments for years. I'm kind of like the newbie. I know they'll be all hanging out, like you know, probably stay together. I just feel like I'd be a little more comfortable going in there, just kind of, you know, cruising and just staying at like a little campsite or something like that. Kind of keep to myself, focus on the tournament. Cause that's, a, am not sure what a payday, a payday in a tournament like that'll be, but I imagine it'd probably be quite a bit. So oh, yeah. being there with no distractions and just fishing it, staying at a little, you know, a little uh, campsite and then calling my wife and kids, like, you know, on video chat or something and talking to them. I think that's what probably more than likely what I'll end up doing something like that. Yeah, the only thing I will say about the campsite is it's it again, it's a city lake. Yeah, you know, to me, there's a difference when you go into these rural lakes where it's just like nice, beautiful, more isolated. This is like you're gonna be in the you know, in the middle of just a suburban area next to each other, so you can get a little crazy at night. So, I mean, but it's still it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of things being said about Lake Louisville, not my preferred lake here in fort worth or fort worth in dallas to go yeah. fishing for bass but we'll see what happens man uh you know i'm sure there's a reason why steve owens uh chose that lake and uh i know there's there's a lot of mixed feelings about it but we'll see man we'll see maybe it's gonna be an awesome lake you know all we can do is go fish it right Just yeah all you can do is go fish it that's interesting now i thought the the last tennessee event on 2020 was the last event that you can qualify but i guess they changed it maybe because of the whole COVID 19 and being pushed back to july i'm not sure about that i thought the last one that you could qualify on was like i think it's pickwickers actually somebody called me yesterday and asked if i was fishing the pickwick event and uh asked if i was going to go down there but i think it's like six hours from here or something which i've already qualified so i'm not even sure i, I more than likely i probably won't go fish and i believe it's pickwick i think that's what it was Oh, yeah, cool. They, they might have changed that because I remember when Tennessee had their last 
Bass Nation event on 2020, they their big uh, selling point was this is your last chance to qualify yeah. for the Bassmaster Classic in 2021. So they might have changed it, you know, I'm sure with the whole everything moving from March to to July, that's probably what happened. As far as I know, I actually qualified for that through the state championship from 2020. So I oh, qualified. okay. Yeah, so just the win in the Tennessee Bass Nation uh, event on Cherokee, I was already qualified. Oh, so okay, okay. Hey, actually, I don't know if that'll bump down. So maybe whoever, like the top 20 qualify. So maybe whoever finished in 21st may feel that 20th. Does that make sense? Since oh, I yeah, no, that makes perfect. That's usually how they do it, but I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not quite sure on that. Yeah. That may, how, that may uh, be how it goes. Since I was already qualified, I've won that one. Maybe like the 21st person may qualify for that, you know, championship. So I would have thought you would have qualified for the 2022 Bassmaster Classic, you know, kayak event. Um, that's that's what my that's what I thought. You know, you yeah. one year, you, you whatever you do on 2021, yeah. as far as Mad Nation qualifies you for 2022. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, hopefully, because <laughs> yeah, maybe you I qualified for, one qualified for one already. <laughs> yeah, and then qualified for the other one. Yeah, so there's, I, cool. I've got guys I talk to that like know so much about this stuff. Like they know when this event is, when this event is. I qualified for this. I qual I'm so new. Like I get confused. Like I had somebody who was like, "You qualified for this event? I did, really? You know? Let me let me check. Yeah, I'll send you the link to it. So yeah, I'm still new to it. I'm still learning. So cool, man. Well, I mean, you're learning pretty fast. <laughs> Your learning curve is really sharp there. So congratulations it. on that, man. Thing I do. I just try to stay after it. So <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Josh, thank you so much for joining our podcast. We do appreciate it. It's an honor to have you. Again, congratulations on your big win. Before I let you go, though, anybody you want to thank, sponsors, family members? I uh, don't have any sponsors, but um, just thanks for, you know, my wife who lets me go fishing all the time. <laughs> well, you bring a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, my buddies who, you know, I fish with, you know, we all help each other out. My buddy Matt and my buddy Eric over at Cast to Catch, my cousin Bubba, you know, we always run around in his jet boats and stuff like that. So that, that helps us learn a lot, you know, and, uh, you know, all the guys at 10 Cat, Steve Owens, you know, at, at the, you know, Tennessee Bass Nation, thanks to all those guys. So, yeah, but uh, hopefully I'll pick up some sponsors eventually one of these days. I'll get a little bit better, maybe grab a few. <laughs> Before I let you go, one quick question. Anything else that you feel like you want to work on to next take you to the next level? Um, I I want to get a little more used to uh, – I guess it's not really like a technique or anything, but just uh, so many people travel. You know, they're, they're so used to just going here and going there and traveling all across the country. I think maybe next year I want to maybe look into – branching out a little bit more going and fishing like maybe a Hobie event somewhere in a different state or just getting used to stepping out of my comfort zone just a little bit more and fishing something, you know, where we got to drive seven or eight hours, 10 hours, like Texas, that might be my first, that'd probably be my first one, you know, kind of stepping out of my comfort zone, heading down to Texas and uh, fishing, you know, against the best anglers in the entire country. So I think that's, that that's it right there. Just stepping out of my comfort zone and fishing some bigger tournaments. So. Yeah, definitely, man. So, hey, hope I catch you over here when you're coming. I'm not taking part in the Bass, um, Bass yeah. Master Classic, but I'm sure I'll be hanging around there. If so you're I'll meet you when yeah. you come back over here, man. Yeah, if you're 30 minutes down the road. 
Oh yeah, it's really close. It's a nice lake. It's a beautiful lake. So we'll see, man. Uh, it might be one of the best, you know, turnouts and one of the most exciting events in, in the calendar. So no matter what, I'm gonna go and uh, somebody. We are. You already know somebody's gonna find some good fish. So oh yeah, <laughs> they always do. Well, thanks again, Josh, for joining us. Hope you have a great day. Have a great week. For those out there listening, thank you for joining us. And if you made it this far, we do appreciate it. Always keep in mind when you're out on the water, please stay safe. Take the necessary precautions to make sure you make it back home to your loved ones. This has been the Bass Kayak and Beers Network presented by Douglas Outdoors. Go check them out, douglasoutdoors.com. Have a great day. Have a great week. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.